uh yeah I like didn't water my plants for several weeks when I was gone and they looked the happiest they've ever been so yeah they're like thanks for stopping smothering me yeah mom (laughs) please stop (laughs) mom Hey, I'm Erica. And I'm Alex. And this is No Rhyme or Refill, a poetry and pints podcast. To get started, let's crack open a beer and a book. All right. So today's beer is Tangyland from Sycamore Brewing. Tangy. Which. That's a fun word. (laughs) It's like an outer space theme. And it's very holographic, but there's, like, a lemon with rings of Saturn, and, like, the meteors are hops. And Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I just <laughs> spun it and just splashed and beer onto myself. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, a beautiful can, honestly. Yeah. Man. Um, I wish it was cool to keep cans. So- <laughs> it's I do sometimes like I'm considering maybe keeping this one because what I'll do is rinse out the can and then use a can opener to like take off the top part uh-huh or like even cut the can sometimes uh-huh. and you just make it into a planter yes I was gonna say candle or planter gotta do it yeah yep. you gotta do it um reduce reuse recycle <laughs> <laughs> okay anyways So I bought this because the can was very pretty and it's an IPA and I wanted an IPA and that is the long and short of it. Um, I've seen Sycamore beers in the bottle shop that's near us several times. I've just never purchased one before. I don't think I've ever had any of their beers even like on tap somewhere, Mm -hmm. but um, they're a Charlotte, North Carolina based brewery. Um, I couldn't find any like super fun details on their background, but, uh, so I focused on more on the beer today, but so it's the Tangyland IPA. It's 6.7%. Um, and it's very hazy. Like you can't see through it. Yeah. But it's pretty light too for mm-hmm. an IPA as opposed to a pale ale. Like it's kind of like a lighter golden color. Uh huh. Um, Derek poured himself one this afternoon and he was just like that's a really light colored IPA and I was like it's not the lightest IPA I've ever seen because it is a hazy but right. it, it's on the lighter side so yeah wait let me see it totally again wrong. it is yeah for an IPA I guess it's been yeah. a while yeah <laughs> Erica's super it's, busy sniffing it's my review it's it's good <laughs> It doesn't smell, like, it doesn't have that strong of an aroma to it. It's kind of like that general hazy IPA aroma where it's, like, kind of citrusy, but not crazy citrusy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've found with IP like IPAs that are on the hazier side of things, you get more in the flavor than you do in the smell, whereas, like, a West Coast IPA or IPAs that are, like, clear you can sometimes get a lot more aroma off of them. Yeah. Um, But also, disclaimer that this was canned in August. So this is on the old side for an IPA. It's about four or five months old, Uh Um, which isn't bad, but it's, like, not ideal for the aroma elements. 
this this makes me think of a slightly off topic thing because you know like weed is legal here now so i went and got some you know some like edibles and stuff and i noticed they all have like made dates and stuff and like when do they expire you know oh they have to right eventually i need a weed friend (laughs) i don't have one anymore (laughs) Also, yeah. heads up, I, like, literally had half a gummy, and I had the worst 24 hours. <laughs> I was so upset. Oh, no. Yeah, it just, like, wasn't fun. <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm just anxious, <laughs> and I can't think straight. <laughs> like, oh, no. I know, yeah. It's funny. I think I actually just want CBD, which has been <laughs> legal all along. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I actually don't even need to get high. I I just really need something to help me chill the fuck out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Anyways, but I I hope to come back uh, with information soon about when weed expires. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's the thing, because like... (laughs) It just makes me think of sitcoms and stuff when people would like find weed that had obviously been in the basement for like 15 years or right. something and then they'd like just smoke it and I'm like would that really get you high? Yeah. No. Like about that. it's technically like dried, right? Like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's I was looking at some of the stuff I got like way back when it's like I don't think this is <laughs> good for anyone anymore. Uh anyways. That's funny. Uh, anyway. Anyways, back to beer. <laughs> Substances, man. It's just like I I do. I just like drinking more cuz I think I'm just more comfortable. Mm. I know like what my limits are and and I know about it from this podcast, so I feel yeah. like I'm entering into a world I know more. <laughs> yeah, I like I totally get that. I like the brewery atmosphere. The like dispensary atmosphere is kind of weird. So, <laughs> <laughs> tell me Reset. more about this beer. I'm ready. Okay. So, um, like I was saying, the beer is kind of old in ipa terms yeah but on the first of all props to sycamore for actually having the brewed date on their cans yeah it gets on my nerves so much when a brewery is like only drink when fresh and then there's nothing about like the brewed date yeah how the fuck am i supposed to know if this is fresh like when i grabbed this because i think this was like 12 dollars for a four pack which is on the way more affordable side of craft beer Mm mm-hmm um i grabbed it and i like checked the date and i was like oh it says august but i haven't had like a bad experience with any of the beers i bought at this bottle shop so i was like i feel like this will be fine and if not at least i didn't spend like 20 dollars for a four pack or something like that yeah 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 but also on the bottom it says woo tangy land ain't nothing to mess with (laughs) yeah that's good fun they took the time to put that on the bottle on the can Mm -hmm. and i appreciate that thank you sycamore (laughs) um for the humor but even though aroma wise there's not like a ton i'm getting off of it the flavor of the beer is really good Mm -hmm. so it's got it hits on all the notes you would expect like slightly bitter 
Um, since it's a hazy, it has like a smoother mouthfeel and like that um, full bodiedness to it where it kind of like almost feels like it's edging on the creamy texture. Yeah. And then um, like not super duper carbonated. But the flavor wise, it's interesting because it's like got the bitterness of like more of like a grapefruity citrus. Ooh. But then there's also like really, it's finishes really sweet, like, like bubble gum. So uh-huh. it's like this weird combination of like sugary sweet and also like the most bitter citrus that I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> But it's a good combination. Like, the flavors work really well together. So you're, you're saying, like, bubblegum and grapefruit kind of together? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. But it's, like, when the sip starts, it's, like, the grapefruit and citrus. And then it's, like, when the beer is, like, once you've swallowed your sip, mm-hmm. then it's, like, the remaining flavor is kind of that, like, sweeter bubblegum flavor. So instead of, like, an IPA where it's, like, the bitterness can, like, linger. Oh, yeah. It's more of the sweetness lingers. And I don't know if that's what makes it feel more like a bubble gum when it could just be like a fruit. Right. <laughs> sweetness. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's just how like, that's just what my mouth thinks. That's what my <laughs> mouth is telling my brain. <laughs> you got to listen to your mouth. Worse. You have to. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I enjoy it. It's... um. It's really tasty, and it's also funny because it's doing one of the things that I don't think we've talked about on the podcast for a while, but it's almost like it makes my mouth slightly itchy, which just makes me think there is something in beers that I'm slightly allergic to. (laughs) What? How much irony would that be? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know, because it's not even like uncomfortable, but I'm like, it tastes slightly spicy Uh but like i eat so much spicy food that it's and it's nothing like any of those so the only thing i can think of is it reminds me of people who are like oh yeah kiwi's like slightly spicy and then it's like never mind it wasn't it was never spicy i'm just allergic to it like it feels like it must be that sort of reaction where there's just like a weird tingling that's like setting off certain nerves in my mouth (laughs) You should write down all the beers that this is happening, and we'll get to the bottom of it. Like I should. I'm not going to do that, though. Just start a, a notes app right now. Come on. Okay. I want to know what you're Spicy allergic beers. to, and then we'll have the allergic Erica episode. Because it hasn't happened in so long. It makes me want to go back and listen to um, some of the earlier episodes. Hmm. and remember like which one it was because i think it mainly happens on ipas yeah which i'm like yeah, yeah. is there like maybe a hop that's what i was thinking it has to um, be right so i don't know Something's we'll off. one of these days we're just gonna be recording and i'm gonna keel over and alex is gonna be like that was, was it? she drinking an ipa <laughs> yeah like she's allergic somebody get her the yeah hospital. and the only way you'll be able to like contact Derek is to just like message him on instagram <laughs> And he'll fully see it like a year later, right? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so my review for the beer is um, I'm going with 3.5 stars. Okay. Definitely a solid beer. I was definitely in the mood for an IPA, but nothing really knocked my socks off about this beer. Okay. And I would d- still definitely buy it again. Nice. 
but so yeah 3.5 stars yeah can design (laughs) yeah okay that's all from me sweet I've been thinking about this for a while doing a kind of mix-up episode and so we are doing a book today we are doing i am montana student reflections on identity and place volume three and this is fully from um my free verse work slash service in americorps which um I guess I'll give a quick rundown of Freeverse. Yes. <laughs> Freeverse is a nonprofit that was started in 2014 by actually some MFAs at uh, the University of Montana. And Freeverse's mission is to empower incarcerated youth across Montana to gain agency over their own narrative and discover their capacity for creativity, empathy, engagement all that through um, lessons in literature and creative writing. Um, And a big part of Freeverse and a big part of the I Am Montana project is to counter the invisibility and erasure that can come with incarceration. Um, And so I Am Montana is a publication that uh, puts the work of incarcerated youth into a book that you can, um, you don't get online or buy at the local bookstores in Missoula and so it gives these lesser heard voices a chance to contribute to the state and national conversation. Um, We teach the students to think about their own past and analyze the beauty and hardship of their own like unique experiences growing up in Montana. So and there's also guest speaker there's also guest speakers that come and the whole I Am Montana series structures around the theme of, like, a Montanian identity since, you know, the people who get to publish work, it's not incarcerated folks. So we we try to broaden that and also prove that, like, young people are often wrongly labeled and dismissed as problem children or bad kids or juvenile delinquents. Um, so... The I Am Montana Project gives these young people the tools to reclaim their narratives and tell their own stories um, and realize that their identities go beyond their addictions and the crimes that they're accused of. Um, It also recognizes the healing power of art and using it uses like trauma informed care practices and encourages the youth to express themselves um, in a safe, safe space. Uh, We go mainly through Zoom, and to, like, youth homes, uh, jails, like, long-term facilities, correctional facilities, any sort of centers like that in Montana, even though they are in correctional facilities, it's, like, they're just kids, and, like, a lot of the stuff they write is so intense, but they also write about, like, really funny, silly things, and they also, like, don't know how to fully process their emotions yet, which we can all recall that time. Definitely. Yeah. But the, there's actually a, I think, 
Yeah, I don't, they're trying to get a law passed, but currently there's no law with like how young you can admit someone, which is pretty scary. So the youngest people they've seen in the facilities is like 11. The youngest people we've seen is 12. Yeah, which is wild. And then it goes up to 17. And then if they're 18, depending on their sentencing, they're either moved to the adult facilities or released. Um, and this project has been going on for four years. I am Montana. And um, a little bit more about it. It's funded by grants. And basically, Freeverse uh, works with this organization called Young Poets, which is like a poet in the schools program. And those are just high schoolers that write poetry with a poet. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it is what it sounds like. And uh, But it's pretty interesting because they all are published in this one book. So they interact with each other's work, right? And so a lot of the high schoolers, because I don't know about you, Erica, but like when I was in high school, I don't know. I didn't know anyone who was incarcerated. I didn't either. And I didn't. Yeah. I had no, like... I had no idea about any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is so, like, that's so cool as a concept. And, I mean, my initial, like, word that I was going to say was, like, powerful. And then I was like, I feel like that's such a, like, <laughs> lame word to I put I use on it, it in social media. <laughs> I feel you. I feel the same way. <laughs> but, I mean, because it's yeah. one of those things where, like you said, it's like these are kids who – maybe have never been able to like express themselves in a way where they knew people were listening and not judging and just letting them get what they needed to get out out and yep yeah i think it's cool and i also think like empowering people to be able to write opens a lot of i you like to hope that it opens a lot of doors to other things where even if it's like oh they start journaling a little more or they just start like reading more and it can expand to their world or just like help them understand themselves a little better but also yeah i like what you were saying about like giving them the opportunity to be part of the narrative because yeah so much we hear about incarcerated people or even like case like oh here's something that came out in the police blotter it's like it's from the police perspective or it's from that like authority perspective and everyone else is silent so that they don't say the wrong thing and then become like incriminated by like something like that exactly but yeah i'm just i'm pumped to be part of this project and hopefully they keep doing it and the cool part is they always have student art on the cover so um something that happened this year was that um, everyone who wasn't incarcerated, so the people who, the youth from the Billings Center, they got together and decided that to, um, I guess, be more fair and to honor uh, the incarcerated kids. They were also going to go by their initials because, you know, they're not allowed to print their names. Because, yeah, because that could be damning and not let them get a job one day, which is just, yeah, really cool that there's, like, some sort of awareness happening in the high school that's, yeah. So, um, 
So that's a cool thing. So I won't have any names to read out, but um, yeah, I thought I'd start off with this poem called Who I Am by T. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Who I Am by T. I was born on May 30th. I am five, six and a half. I'm a sucker for learning how to skate. I'm still learning how to behave. I'm often skating or sleeping. I like very, very good banana splits. I've been told that a banana split has one banana, but I don't believe that. People say that I have good taste in art, maybe. Secretly, I get really nervous every time I have to meet someone's mom or dad. I have this odd fascination with the tendons in my body. I assume it's because I am really interested in the human body. I wonder if you can make a robot that has feelings. I enjoy skating and spending time with my friends, but I don't allow myself to show how hurt I can feel at times. I'm afraid that I can mentally hurt someone badly. Why I don't speak my mind. My hobbies include skating, drawing, and anything fun. I don't know much, but I do know this. I want to explore everything. I just really love how vulnerable this poem is. I, I'm, like, tearing up because obviously, like, we've read some poems that have made me, like, emotional and, like, feel really deep feelings. But there's something about this being written by, like, a child. And you can feel that it's a child. Right? Like... But yeah. But it's also like there are some really profound thoughts in there too. I yes, that's what gets me about this poem. It's like I love that you can feel that this person is clearly like not 18 yet, like still a kid. But then they say things like secretly I get really nervous every time I have to meet someone's mom or dad, which I like really relate to and I just have never thought about putting words around that. Mm. You know, in the like parentheses, why I don't speak my mind. Also, the one that got me was I have this odd fascination with the tendons in my body. I assume it's because I'm really interested in the human body. I'm just like, that just feels like a really cool thought for a kid to have and to be able to maybe look at it and be like, I don't know why this is so interesting. Maybe it's like, I just want to learn more about it. And the final line, and there's something also like, That's a gut punch, too, because you know this person is, like, not allowed to explore everything. They're incarcerated, but that's what they long for. And I love how they bring up skating again and again, actually, (laughs) because it kind of feels like we're skating through this poem. And they're just like, and, you know, like, when you're a teen, this is my identity, you know? (laughs) My identity is skating. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. Also, the banana split part is good. <laughs> I know. Because I, I, it's like that youthful innocence of like these serious <laughs> thoughts and then just being like, I've been told a banana split has one banana, but I don't believe that. <laughs> right? It's like, no. Uh, yeah. That's so funny. Exactly. All right. The next one. Um, okay, I think I'm going to read Trapped as a Civilized Person by E. I've got it up. All right. Trapped as a, quote, civilized, end quote, person by E. It seems like everyone I talk to doesn't understand the help I feel I need. 
but I can't get the help I need because I'm in jail. People think I'm just trying to get out of jail when I'm actually trying to get help. I will get the help I need eventually. With most court cases, it is just sentencing, and the law doesn't want to actually take care of people with drug problems. They just get rid of them for a little bit. Then they come back and do the same thing they were doing, and they are like, they didn't learn, when they never got taught something to help themselves. Because I've been in the worst place ever. Yeah. I mean, that's like one of the things that people who have never been incarcerated or known someone who's incarcerated don't admit to themselves. Right. It's like it's not that these people are bad or they're not learning or they're being willfully disobedient. It's like they're vital tools and resources that have been taken from that community for decades. Yeah. Or like just by the state of who your parents are and the situation you're brought into, you don't have the same things that everyone else has. Like, yeah. Or trauma you've experienced. And then you're like, oh, no, we're going to put them in a jail with, like, underpaid, not ideal counseling and assume that they'll leave a healed person. Like, what the fuck? Especially if you're a youth and – if you're a youth, if you're <laughs> youths living, I sound so old, God. Uh, if you're living under someone's care, someone else's care legally, you don't have a lot of control of your life. And so if you get put right back into like when they say at the end, because I've been in the worst place ever, I don't know if they're talking about like being in jail or if they're talking about being addicted to drugs since that's what they kind of allude to or if they talk about the situ or if they mean like the situation they were in before yeah i feel like it could be any of those but especially if they're going back to like that worst place i don't know when i was a kid and i didn't have coping mechanisms i did like the same four things and it's just like by sheer luck that and like by privilege and money yeah mainly that i didn't yeah, turn to things. Yeah. And it's also like you never know like when it comes to something like drugs, like obviously we don't know like how old this person is. We don't know any details of their life of the like yeah. author of the poem. But, you know, you don't know where those first drugs came from. Was it something that like their caretakers always did and then they just like tried it? Like you hear yeah. horrible stories about people becoming like being introduced to alcohol at like 10 because their parents are alcoholics or something. It's like, I don't know. Right. Like you said, someone under yeah. someone else's care and uh, there's only so much control a kid has over their life and that's not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and they shouldn't be. No. I don't know. I feel like I'm just going to keep repeating the same things, but it's like, the fucking no, system. I mean, I, yeah, no, I mean, this person is like so young and has learned something that it just feels like most of America doesn't understand yes. or care about enough. Not that I'm even like any less guilty than anyone, you know, but I do think 
the system never had like the person in mind, of course. And that's so sad and scary to realize that as a kid. Yeah. And to- trapped as a civilized person, like they say in the title. Like I just I think this poem should be, yeah, available everywhere. It's it very be, like, important. required reading. Because honestly, this is something yeah, that I didn't it realize until I was in college. Like in probably mid college at same. That. Like I never had same. to give this I'm embarrassed to say that. But yeah, yeah, I never had to give a second thought to like what jail was like or what the prison system was like until right. people started like forcing me to confront my ignorance and life experience yeah. made me confront those things. Yeah. And to know that someone who's under the age of 18 fully understands all of the flaws in this system that the rest of us have just taken right. as fact. And is willing to write it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it should be required reading. That's a good idea. How do we get that started? I'll alert the media. <laughs> we used to be the media. <laughs> Isn't that scary? Um, let's read giving, which I only sent you one half of it. Sorry, that's okay. Um, okay, giving by L. And, like, every other line is in uh, italics. I cannot give anymore. What? I cannot give anymore. Why? But my whole personality is built around kindness. And if I can't give, then I'm what? Stuck. So let's work this out. What's wrong with your heart? It won't come out. No, it won't even start. Then moving on. What's wrong with your brain? It yearns for the past, but it won't be the same. It's clear to see you have a disease. What's the disease? Well, it's called empathy. It means you'll give blood till there's none left to bleed. But I do not want to be kind. What? I only want to survive. No. This effort's exhausting. It's getting me nowhere. And where does that leave me? Alone. You do not have a choice. The honey slips into your voice. This is what you have to do. Embrace it before it kills you. Why have these kids been forced to confront so much pain? Yeah. Yeah. It also just makes me think of like what we expect for people. We expect people who... have a past what is the word like self-flagellate the rest of their lives like they have to completely make up for it like you're never forgiven like the charges are dropped you're released Mm -hmm. from prison like right you've paid your debts to society or whatever has happened like whether it's incarceration or um something else like you were a bad student like but you have to just keep paying and paying it back and like being pristine yeah that's what it made me think of. yeah I know that's like the message is about like being kind and like giving of yourself a lot but it just made me think of no that's i've never thought about that like while reading that poem and i think that's so right it never stops asking you to be the opposite of what people consider a bad kid yeah which is exhausting. 
Yeah. Because it's like you slip up once and that's it. You know, it's not like you get the chance to have a bad day. Right. And people assume the best from you. Because people just assume the worst and it's hard to ever get them to change their minds. Yeah. But even, but then also like to, I guess, the more direct point of like the empathy question for a kid to think of empathy as like a disease or something that's wrong with their heart and to think that them feeling drained by it means they don't want to be kind like that just sucks it's like what have you had to like give of yourself to support other people like what have you experienced like it took until I was like 27 to feel exhausted from my like oldest daughter tendencies <laughs> yeah check out our website sometimes we do things that are virtual you know follow us the journey we share a lot of poems and stuff um yeah it's important to remember yeah the people we don't always see yeah so but i'm really glad we could do this episode about this because it's just so many of these poems are really powerful and will always stick with me. Yeah. So Alex and I, I really do hope that like more people incorporate it into their lesson plans. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. Oh no, I was just gonna say Alex mentioned this to me a few weeks ago, like the last time we were recorded, as like a potential subject for a future episode. And I was like, uh, of course. Yes. <laughs> we have to. Yeah. So and awesome work to our executive director Nicole, who helped officially edit this and teach these classes and stuff. So yeah, thanks, Nicole. Nicole Gomez. (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right. Do you have a girl crush this week? One second. Okay. All right, my uh. Girl crush for the week is Rachel Yoder, um, who is the author of this book I'm currently reading called Night Bitch, um, <laughs> which is very fitting. It is about uh, – well, it's not very fitting, but I've just been having – okay, I've been having a lot of dreams of giving birth, which is like <laughs> – just a lot i didn't ask for these dreams (laughs) and it's like my co-worker is like very pregnant or she's like five months or something so and my one of my bosses has had two kids and so they get into a lot of conversations about birth kids and i think i just kind of collect it in my back of my head and then before i know it i'm in my childhood home doing a home birth without an epidural oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's rough but uh so this book is about basically an ambitious mother puts her career on hold to stay at home with her newborn son and the experience does not match her imagination um and then two years later she begins to like look in the mirror and she starts noticing some things that are changing and she thinks she might be uh turning into some sort of canine or like dog of some sort and she starts having these like 
dog impulses and it's it's written really weird and cool and it's like she's never named she's just like mother and her son is just like the boy and it's I don't know it's it's I do a lot of googling about motherhood and like stressing about whether it's for me or not even though I don't have to decide now (laughs) um and it's just been a yeah really interesting book about kind of how motherhood snatches your identity (laughs) to some way yeah you know so I'm not finished yet but I can let you know so it's interesting because in real life she's married and has a son just like this book which I think is a real (laughs) quite a move on her part that's brave as hell so (laughs) and that's it folks Woo! now it's Erica's bedtime it's it's Erica's bedtime (laughs) Thank you for listening to No Rhyme or Refill, a poetry and pints podcast. Um, feel free to follow us on the social medias at No Rhyme or Refill. Uh, you can follow me at AlexABC on Instagram. And you can follow me, Erica, at Girl Meets Beer ATH, also on Instagram. Okay, bye. Okay, bye, y'all. <laughs>